Welcome to Makers Chat, a podcast community for creatives. I'm your host, Danielle Kaminsky, artist, maker, and educator from Spartanburg, South Carolina. Join me as we share our stories and explore the topics that are most important to creative entrepreneurs and makers. Okay, welcome back, everybody, for another episode. I'm here today with my friend Llewellyn Krastev of Warren to Whimsy. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing today? I'm good. So to get started, why don't you just tell everybody a little bit about who you are and what you do? Sure. Um, My name is Llewellyn Krastev, and I am the owner and artist at Warren to Whimsy. And I like to paint art on furniture, (laughs) mainly, and then also some canvas, too. So, um, And I want to thank you for having me here today. I'm excited to be here. Oh, of course. I'm excited to have you here. So if you guys aren't familiar with Llewellyn's work, you really need to look it up so that you have a visual reference for what we're talking about. She creates these just beautiful, typically, typically landscapes, but not always landscapes and water scenes. And then you've got your fun, like creatures and stuff, but she, she just creates beautiful, beautiful artwork on furniture and, and now canvas too. But now you, you started painting art on furniture before you started on canvas, right? Definitely. Yes. Um, and that's mainly because I started as just, you know, as a furniture artist to begin with, um, and then slowly made my way towards the art side of things. And I hadn't really painted a scene until it's just over two years. So I started painting scenes about two years ago. Um, and my furniture journey started when my oldest or my youngest was when I was pregnant. So like, I think it was about seven years ago was the first piece that I painted and I painted a piece for her room. Um, and it was really basic. A lot of my stuff was really basic for a very long time. So, you know, that's where people start, you start with the basics. And, um, I think that's part of what I like to talk to people about, um, is it's okay to start at the beginning, you know, (laughs) and it's okay to just paint that white until you get that down and then move on to painting multiple colors and slowly learning things, slowly going through the process. It's okay. You don't have to be, um, you don't have to be at this whole other level yet. You can start with the basics. So. Absolutely. Well, and you know, I I hear people say a lot, it's it's good to know the rules before you break them. So when you, you know, when you go to want to try something new and try something different, it's helpful if you know how it was supposed to be done. So mm-hmm. you understand what you can change and what, Absolutely. you know, what can be different for you. Yeah. So that makes perfect sense. So when you were doing furniture painting, I'm going to ask this because I know that I have, we have several people in our audience, obviously, that are furniture painters, but also that are kind of trying to get into furniture painting. Yeah. And you said that you kind of started off fairly basic. So were you just finding pieces and painting them to sell or were you providing a service for people who had furniture that they wanted painted? Uh, I was finding, finding pieces, like it started with my own and did my own in my own house. And then, you know, my sister was really into like the thrifting and upcycling and stuff. And so we kind of did it together to begin with. And, um, we started with a pop-up sale and I remember being super nervous. You know, it's like the, some of the first pieces I painted and we were selling them at this pop-up sale that's local here. And we did really well. We sold almost everything. I think I brought like one big thing back and we were, (laughs) that was kind of like that push into, um, the sale, like selling regular. I mean, I was selling some on like marketplace before that. So, 
but that was probably the big jump that I needed to be like, okay, we can do this, you know, with my sister. And it was, it was fun. Yeah. Something we did together to begin with. And it was just to make a little bit of extra money on the side. It wasn't like a career path yet. <laughs> yeah. I think that's how most of us start. Right. Most of us, it's, it's just this extra thing that we like to do that makes some money. And then we realize that, oh, but if it makes me money and I like to do it, why can't it be my, my regular job? <laughs> so, Absolutely. Well, I, I mean, you know, I've I've just met you in the past couple of years. So fast forwarding to now and you're painting these beautiful pieces of art on furniture. Um, what was the first thing that that you painted like that and what made you decide? I think I want to try this. Right. Well, I was at a beach shop at the time. Um, it's it's in Rockaway. It was um, Warehouse 10. And I was at the beach shop and I was I was just kind of getting tired of the same old thing all the time, you know, <laughs> kind of get like wanting to push myself to another level. And I'm like, I could always draw. So I was like, could I draw something on there? Like, what can I do? You know? Um, so I think I started with an octopus on a coffee table and I wasn't sure if it would sell, but it sold in like, I think just two days I put it in there and I was like a $400 coffee table. I don't think of anybody, I don't think anybody's going to want to buy this, you know? And she's like, let's put it in here. We'll see how it does. And it sold really quickly. And then my next piece, I tried a scene and it was a water house painting. <laughs> I don't even know. I was terrified. Like that one, that one scared me. You know, the octopus is one thing. It's just like freestanding. You don't have to yeah. do any sort of depth or anything, but like the, the scene that, that one really scared me. And I was like, should I be doing this? <laughs> Am I supposed <laughs> to do this? And Nick's like, it's just paint. Like you always say, it's just paint. Like, keep going, keep going. Let's see what happens. And that's when I was like, that's it. You know, that's all I wanted to do after that. So yeah, haven't looked back since. <laughs> That's awesome. That is awesome. So at what point did you realize, oh, well, if I'm good at doing this on furniture, I could paint canvases too. <laughs> I think uh, once I joined Dion's group, honestly, yeah. that was about, I mean, that's only been not like, it was like February of the year before 2020, I think. So okay. it hasn't been a super long time. Um, it's probably around when I met you too. So it's been like a, a year and a half probably. Yeah. Yeah. Time. I know we met in person at the retreat last fall that, mm -hmm. that in Dion Woods, you guys, if you're listening to the podcast, you've probably heard her episode and know who she is, but she is the turquoise Iris and she has a creative community group called creative connection that a lot of us are in. She is a mentor to many, many furniture painters and canvas artists and just creative people in general. So oh, nice. don't know who that is. You should definitely check her out, but most of you do. So yeah, we met at the retreat, you know, last year um, in person anyway, but I mean, we were already kind of in those same circles. So like, I know who you are at the very least. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, I just, I just love your paintings and you make it look so easy. So you paint live on Facebook and I do. you have your YouTube channel and things like that. Tell, tell us about that getting started with video and what that felt like. Uh, that was terrifying too. I think that, you know, if it's, it's, if it's not a little scary, um, you know, if it's a little scary, it's worth doing you're pushing yourself to something else and video content opened up like a whole other side of things for me. Um, when did I do, I did my first live, like it, it's not even been two years ago. So <laughs> I did it in, and I remember I was like, 
I pushed myself and one of my goals was to go live that year and it was December. And so I was like, I, or it was, I think it was December or November. And I was like, I got to do this. So I went live like just before the year ended. And I was like, I did it, you know, <laughs> and that live did really well. So I kind of saw a whole other side of creating video content and teaching. Um, it was super scary. I was like breathing heavily and sweating and worried the whole time. So I hardly said anything because I was so worried I was going to say the wrong thing and like <laughs> mess up live. You can't go back. You know, this is can't go back and edit it. Um, but definitely that going live and pushing myself to do that changed things for my business too, because um, then people start to get to know you. It's a little more personal in business and and that's the way i like it you know they see the face but then they also kind of know your personality too so right. Um, right. it speaks to a lot of people they, they learn that they can trust you which i think is important there's so many options for people out there right now so when they know that oh there's a person and i know who this is and i can trust this person that's super helpful mm -hmm. yeah agreed <clears throat> so you're painting on these lives and are you instructing at all? Or are you just sort of painting and talking to people or are you mostly painting and not talking? What, what was that like? <laughs> well, I mean, in the beginning it was mostly yeah. painting and not talking. Yeah. I was kind of instructing, um, but everybody's like, Oh, this is so calming and stuff. You know, like that's all the comments. I'm like, that's cause I was so scared to speak. Like <laughs> it was super calm because I'm there like, Oh my gosh, what do I say? Um, but it definitely turned into teaching over the past couple of years and pushed more towards that, which led to uh, my teaching group. So I do have a group that I teach a few tutorials every month in and, um, but going live and doing all the video content. I have my husband helps me out and he helps edit my videos for YouTube. And then, you know, I condense them down for reels and, um, TikTok and stuff. So I kind of just reuse all that video content, but that definitely led and pushed towards um, my teaching and kind of opened my eyes to the fact that this is where I'm supposed to be. You know, this is what I love doing. So that's awesome. And I, I imagine I'm not in your membership group, at least not right now, but um, you're a great teacher. Um, you demonstrated for us at the retreat last year. And I do, I remember watching and just being like, she makes it look so easy. I mean, you told everyone what you were doing and you took breaks. I mean, it was, you were a great teacher. I thought it was excellent. Thank you. That's good feedback because that was the first time I've taught in person, like anything, anything <laughs> major. And so I, I like didn't even want to walk in that room. I remember I took an extra few minutes like before I came in. So it was like, I was pushing it time. Well, our schedule was really yeah. right up against each other too. Yeah. So I was pushing it time-wise, but I was like, I got to go in there. I just got to go in there. Like, <laughs> I just got to do it. I just yep. got to do it. <laughs> you did a great job. And I, I love watching your videos. Um, now, when you paint, mm -hmm. you primarily paint nature scenes. It's, it's yes. what I've noticed anyway, either beach scenes or mountain scenes, that kind of thing. Do you spend a lot of time outside? I mean, I not as much since I paint it, but... <laughs> I try to. Yes. Uh, we're very, we like to get out and go do things. So I definitely paint what inspires me in nature. Um, I live in Washington state. So, you know, it's just this beautiful area. We've got like the cliffs and the mountains that meet this ocean and like 
Um, you've got beautiful beaches, long, big beaches and the sunsets. And then you've got also like you've got your forests and like your misty, dark, mossy forests. And so I kind of try to kind of do a mix. At first, I started more beach themed because I was in a beach shop. And so that's really? what was, you know, that, that was what would sell. So that's kind of what I was known for at first. And then I slowly started branching out on canvas and on furniture and started with the forests. And those, that's probably one of my favorite things to paint like this time of year. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> it's fall. We can do trees and forests is perfect. <laughs> I, know. I love fall. Fall is my favorite. Is it? Yes. And your mountains are very different from our mountains. So I'm in South Carolina in the foothills and um, you know, we have mountains, right? I'm, I'm like 45 minutes away from Blue Ridge mountains but um, very different mountains. So I mm -hmm. love the scenes that you paint. Yeah. Um, they're just awesome. Thank you. Yeah, my, my aunt and uncle lived in South Carolina. So we've been down there before because um, we used to live on the East Coast when I was kids. So we were in Maine and we drive down there. It's beautiful. It's, yeah, I like it. It's fun. We, we have great fall colors. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Nick's been wanting to do like just a fall because they do the tours, the bus tours and stuff. My husband has been talking about doing that. <laughs> so do you guys go camping a lot? We do. We try. I mean, you know, with two kids and then my business is full time and more now. So <laughs> we try to be able to get out there. Uh, we went we went twice this summer. We went to see some friends and kind of camped on their property and then we also had a planned like 20 minutes from our house. <laughs> it's not hard to find camping up here. <laughs> yeah, no, that's, that's what I was about to say. Wherever you can get it, it doesn't matter how close or how far. I'm the same way. Sometimes you just need, sometimes you just need to get away. You could almost, uh, people talk about staycations and it's like, oh, we just get a hotel room here in town just so we're somewhere other than the house. Right. I understand that. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Then you don't have the exhaustion of traveling and stuff. But yeah, we are going to end up uh, at the retreat, and I'm going to be seeing you there. Yes. So my family's actually coming first, so we're going to stay for like a week before, and then I head to the retreat, and they head home. So that's our next. Yes. I don't so wait because you're going to be teaching us to paint, and this time I get to come along with you, and it's going to be so much fun. That's something I pushed for. I was like, we need them painting too. I need them painting. Like, yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah I'm very excited about it. Very excited about it. Um, so with all of the nature stuff that you like to paint, do you, um, and I just, I don't know why I'm asking. I'm asking this because I see it. When I look at your paintings, the forest paintings, especially like with the mist and stuff, mm -hmm. I mean, do you ever just get the urge to like, paint little fairies and things in there because I just, I see like this enchanted <laughs> forest situation happening sometimes. Uh, sometimes. Yes. <laughs> sometimes. Yes. But then like, I don't know why I don't add a ton of life into them. I probably could add more. Yeah. I know the, the fairies thing probably sounds like a silly question, but when I don't, I think we're around the same age. Did you watch the, the cartoon Fern Gully? Yes. When you were growing up. I, I don't know why, but that movie, even though I couldn't like, it's not like it's something that I've watched dozens of times and I could just tell you everything about it and everything about the storyline. But there was something about, I guess, the graphics and the colors and stuff in that movie that like those images just kind of stuck with me somehow and those colors and things. So anytime I see like 
there's just, there's just something about some of those different forest scenes that in my, mm-hmm. my brain, it's like Fern Gully. It automatically it goes back there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. I hadn't even associated the two. But yes, I we probably are around the same age I did watch Fern Gully. Yeah, growing I, up. It was, you know. I liked it. I remember liking it. Yeah. I know. It's, it's one of those. It's like, it's not like it was one of those classics that like people have watched dozens of times. I couldn't tell you. I couldn't even tell you the main character's name at this point. I just remember <laughs> like the colors the and the scenery. imagery and all that kind of thing. <clears throat> it's funny how that stuff sticks with us. Yeah, I know. Um, anyway, what's your favorite? So when you're painting, do you have, uh, this is going to sound weird, but at the same time, I know, do you have a favorite color? Um, Pretty much any of like the deep blue greens are probably my favorite. So that's what I end up using. In my ocean scenes, like yeah. the watercolors would definitely yeah. be the favorite ones. Yeah. So I I, I just kind of like everything, though, because then I'm like, I love like these orange pinks that you come up with in the sunset. And <laughs> I'm sort of a rainbow person, <laughs> but I sort of I definitely like if I'm just going to paint a piece, one or two colors, it would be like the dark, deep blues and greens. Yeah. Yeah, I'm the yeah, same way. I like I like the cooler colors most of the time. Um, do you have a favorite piece that you've ever done? Um, I feel like, oh man, uh, I love the, I have a forest one that I did, like a misty forest. Like it looks like you're going, and I kept it. So it's mine. Uh, mm-hmm. That's probably my favorite. But then I, we always really like that first one. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so I kind of wish I'd been able to hang on to the first one. I don't regret selling it whatsoever. You know, it right. kind of, it proved to me that I could and stuff, but you know how that you just like attach to it. It's that yeah, first yes. one. The first scene that I did is probably the one I could call a favorite because it pushed me, pushed me to a new place yeah. and farther than I'd ever thought. So fun. Yeah. I could totally see that too. So you're, you did a bunch of beach scenes because you were in a beach shop, but you're not in a beach shop anymore, right? No, I am fully online uh, for about a year now. So, okay. so you open. ship your furniture when you sell it? I do. I ship it. I've had pieces go, you know, all the way to Florida, East Coast. Um, I had one go to Australia. I didn't ship. I don't ship overseas, but the customer does. So she took care yeah. of that. Um, and that's probably the furthest one. Yeah. <laughs> well, that yeah, that's pretty far away. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was pretty cool. I think it's about yeah. as far away as we can get. <laughs> no, I think, you know, from either direction is pretty. Right? <laughs> and I'm um, on the West Coast, too. So that makes it even farther. So yeah. I had to like, yeah, shipping it <laughs> yeah. across. And <laughs> wow. Yeah. So um, with all the shipping and whatnot, like, OK, so you said you don't ship international. They took care of that. But you ship within the U.S., right? Yes. I okay. Do. Was that a process? I bet that was a big learning curve. Uh, very much so. Um, <laughs> the shipper, I mean, I have a few, you know, I've found a few favorites along the way and you just, it's just a worry about the piece. And then the, and then stuff happens with shipping, you know, their trucks break down or they get delayed. And mm-hmm. so I think that was like the biggest part of the process was just trying to, or learning how to just kind of, relax on that end of it but then you kind of have to coach your customers through relaxing too so it's not easy um 
like I wouldn't recommend it for everybody, you know, yeah. <laughs> honestly, yeah. I think everybody could do it, but do you want to, is the thing. Shipping is hard. It's probably the hardest part of being online that I have found. I'm sure. I'm sure. I was, that's a lot of, that's a lot of moving pieces that are outside of your control too. Right. Right. And it's not the shipper's fault all the time. You no. know, that they go over a bump and something happens. So right. I'm like, I can't. What happens? It's just more it's out of their control in a way too, you know? Right. So, well, the more you move a piece, so I, you know, I have a, a local brick and mortar and we, we move furniture within the store when it mm -hmm. hasn't sold right away and we want to restyle it and that kind of thing. And of course the rule is just always the more often you move it, the more chances there are that something could happen to it. <laughs> <laughs> so you take that same logic and apply it to, you know, someone driving it across the country. That's of yeah. course, you know, there's more opportunity for, for craziness to ensue there. But what has been your experience? What's the longest someone has had to like wait for an item to be shipped? Cause I know that the shipping times because of people scheduled, that's a lot of, that's a lot, usually what people aren't expecting. Yeah. Um, a couple of months probably was Just the a couple longest. Yeah. I mean, uh, it's, but then you're also waiting well, I mean, a couple months for him to get here and then a couple months in or a month in transit. So it's probably yeah. could be up to, but I put that on my website too. I make sure like, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I give a decent amount of weeks, you know, like yeah. here it is down at the bottom, nice and bold underneath all of my furniture because sometimes stuff happens and they can't get here right away or, you know, that is definitely the hardest part. But then it's also a really positive part of the business too is, uh, you know, you find people that wouldn't have been able to have a piece of yours before. And you find mm -hmm. these people that are really interested in it or um, you end up, you know, you're talking with these clients all the time. You end up making friends with people and stuff. So yeah. it can be a really positive experience, too. It's just um, a bit of a learning curve and then just kind of having to let go at some, <laughs> at yeah. some point. <laughs> oh, yeah, I totally get that. So talk to us a little bit more about your membership group. So you guys are painting primarily on canvas or are you, are you painting on furniture? Do you bo do both? Both. So I do one, <clears throat> one canvas tutorial the first two weeks of the month. And then I do a furniture tutorial the second two weeks. And I just schedule, I have pre-scheduled two days out of the week, Sunday and Wednesday. And I go live those days. And then if I need any extra days, I'll add them in and just kind of announce it. So usually people will follow along um, like after the fact, because I record them live and then they're in there. So right. they'll follow along after the fact so that they can go at their own pace and start mm. and stop the video because I paint pretty quick. Yeah. <laughs> when I'm, especially when I'm live, my mom's like, you just power right through it. And I was like, I do. It's she's like, yeah, you get it done so quick. And I know some people are like, I can't follow. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Watch the replay so you can pause. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I do, you know, like, because yeah. I take tutorials from people too. And so I always make sure I'm watching the replay and like, so I can pause it and go at my own pace. I'm like, wait, what did they do there? You know, because you can't yeah. paint and look at the TV at the same time. Right. <laughs> Yeah, I'm the same way. I it's funny because every now and then I'll I'll be watching someone live, and my first thought will be, "Oh yeah, I caught them live." And then it's like, I can't, but I'm I'm gonna have to go back and watch it anyway if I actually want to do this tutorial. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so sometimes the live is just more 
purely for conversation. <laughs> right. Well, and a lot of them are just like, uh, you just, you know, even if I'm not going to go back and do it, I'll learn a lot anyway. Oh yeah. You know, like watching, uh, a lot of people do the free ones online and stuff and you're just mm -hmm. watching, and you're like, Oh, that's how you did that technique. You know, I got to try that. I'm going to stipple that and <laughs> blend yeah. that and <laughs> distress that. Let's try that. <laughs> yeah, totally. Cause you just gotta, yeah. Do you, have you ever painted over a piece? Yes, I have. Did it break um, your heart? No. No? Okay. <laughs> Not if I wasn't, I mean, if it's like one that I'm like, this is really good. Like this is one that I pushed myself beyond what I thought I was capable of. Then I'll be like, no, I'm not ever painting that. <laughs> yeah. But then there's some where it was just part of the learning process and I'm not super attached and it hasn't sold and it sat there in your garage and you bumped it and you're, you know, knocking it, knocking things into it. You're like, okay, yeah. this needs a new face. I actually did one recently and um, I'm almost done with it. It's, it was just this tiny little wash stand, you know, the mm -hmm. kind that come with the little rack on the top and yeah. had the lower kind. And that one, um, I think I had painted, it was the Van Gogh version. <laughs> <laughs> and it was really pretty. It was a beautiful painting, but I was just like, meh, <laughs> time to sand this off. So like, I know other people probably cringe if they hear that kind of thing. And I don't do it very much. I haven't, but usually they sell within a time period that I'm not just completely sick of them. But right. I was like, nope, I'm done. We're going to get this little woodsy scene and it's almost finished. That's one um, that I started that I started and I want to offer that one more publicly. So that one I've recorded, pre-recorded everything. And that one will be coming out soon and will be available on Facebook and YouTube and everything. Awesome. So I'm trying to get back to doing tutorials for both. Yeah. Um, with the start of my group, it was a little bit hard to keep up on my own page as well as all these tutorials in the group. So I just I kind of imagine. like, that's, that's I a took lot. a step back. Yeah. I took a step back for, it's been about five months now. So I'm like, okay, time to get back to. <laughs> yeah. Well, cause even just like one, you know, you're painting one canvas and one piece of furniture in your group. How many, I mean, how many pieces of furniture do you, you, cause you're doing, I mean, art, I mean, you're doing large pieces of art. This is not just right. like, like you were talking about like a basic paint job. This is more mm -hmm. than that. It's a basic paint job. And then you're adding art to it. <laughs> right. So yeah. how long does it typically take you to complete a piece? Um, I'd say it just depends on the piece between 20 and 40 hours. So like some of them, and if I'm painting in the group, sometimes it goes faster because I'm not mm -hmm. sitting there like <laughs> critiquing each little part and adding crazy detail. I'm doing it while I'm teaching. So, you right. know, I can't teach for 30 hours. Who's right. going to follow that tutorial? <laughs> the right. poor group members wouldn't follow that tutorial. So those ones, it's just like, you've got to be done. And I'm like, okay, I'm done and, and sign your name and stuff. So <laughs> I have to force myself to be done with those. So there's, they're a little bit quicker probably, but usually when I'm doing those, it's kind of like a culmination of everything I've already done in other places, you know, and learned on my own first because I'm teaching what I know. Um, so that's probably part of the reason, but if I'm doing something for the first time and I've never done it and I'm nervous about it, it could take me 40 hours easily, <laughs> Yeah, which I know is a lot. But then you're talking, I mean, could I do with that and the canvas and everything else that goes into it? You know, I'd probably do two pieces a month. 
Um, I was down to one piece a month for a while. And I've done as many as like four before in a month, like finished paintings and stuff. But that's when I'm like really pushing. Yeah. Well, <laughs> trying to make deadlines. Sometimes it's just flowing and you can't stop it. And then other times right. it's like your, your brain needs a little bit of a break, a chance to play and not have to produce quite so right. much. But I think one to two is probably where I feel the most comfortable. Yeah. So. And it doesn't feel like I'm just like pushing. <laughs> yeah, I get that. So you started painting furniture, you said, when your youngest was born or around the time when you were pregnant with your youngest. What were you doing mm -hmm. before that? Um, I worked in the paint department at Lowe's and I was a paint mixer. <laughs> what do they call those? A mixologist? The paint mixer lady. So, yeah, I was the paint lady. Um, I got pretty good at, you know, when the color matching machine goes down and you need to eyeball it, add a little tea. Yeah and perfectly match it. I got really good at that. Uh, I worked at Lois for about, I think it was four years and I was in the paint department for over two. So <clears throat> I was on and off in it the whole time. So it was, it was fun. Um, my manager, she was awesome. And she like pushed us to try all the new stuff and she wanted us to show customers how to use these techniques. And, uh, one of some of the stuff had to do with furniture, like crackle finish. And yeah. so she wanted us to demo that. And then she wanted us to demo, you know, like the shiny stuff and, you know, all the, all the yeah. extras. And that's probably what pushed me to paint my first piece was I was already doing fun stuff there and painting on chalkboards and yeah. <laughs> I would draw things on the, the whiteboard to demonstrate the whiteboard paint and that's it was really a little bit of a creative outlet at the same time. So yeah, that that sounds like it was the perfect segue job into what you're doing right. now, doesn't it? <laughs> right. We'd have to do little demos sometimes. I didn't do a lot of those, but a, a few of them I was involved in, and so there you are teaching, yeah. you know, kind of doing it in front of people and showing them how it works. So it definitely one thing led to another, for sure. So then you're doing the color mixing. Did you, did you have to learn about color theory and all that kind of thing? Uh, no color theory, but like, yeah, right. Like the color wheel and mm -hmm. no, no, they didn't really have us do that. Wow. <laughs> I actually had learned about that already. I, you know, you take some art classes in high school and stuff. And then I took like one art art class in college and it was like the color wheel and the beginnings of color. So mm -hmm. I learned about a little bit about that in college and high school. And then, um, I had a job in high school where uh, I worked for a gentleman that put, he put prints on canvas and he would glue them on there and sell them that way. You know, he had the rights to the, the prints and everything and so many right. copies and stuff and he would sell them that way. But sometimes the print would get a little messed up in the process and they'd be missing things. So he hired me for, um, he hired me to go back through and paint in what was missing. Yeah. So that I think was the real like hands-on color mixing, color matching like yeah. right there. Cause I would just sit there for hours and like paint in these little parts. And <laughs> wow. And little palette just, just the right color. Right. And it had to match perfectly. And then it had to match when they sealed it too. So. It <laughs> oh yeah. That's a whole other level of, yeah. That sounds really fun. Yeah, you've had all kinds fun. of great jobs prepping you for what you're doing right? now. Right? Everything sort of pushed me, pushed me in this direction for sure. And then, you know, being at home and having the kids and 
wanting to make a little bit of money on the side. Mm-hmm. That pushed me towards it too. Um, refinishing the first piece for for Maddie, we didn't have the extra money to go out and buy brand new furniture. Probably still don't all the time. So <laughs> I know, right? It's like I still don't necessarily. I just traded one job for the other. I don't necessarily have more money, but I'm happy. <laughs> right, I'm much happier this way. That yeah, for sure. <laughs> And I think that's what it comes down to for most people is just finding, Mm -hmm. finding something that fulfills you that you can enjoy doing every day. Exactly. What it was all about for me anyway. Um, Oh, for sure. There's a reason I haven't gone back. I mean, it's not like I couldn't make, especially over the years, I definitely could have made more working and being in the workforce, but no, Mm -hmm. (laughs) I can't even picture myself going back at this point. There's a trade-off. There's certainly a trade-off. There's, you know, when you're anytime you're working in, in something creative, there's going to be or anytime you're working for yourself, period. Right. There's going to be ebbs and flows and income and that kind of thing. But the trade off is being happy with what you're doing exactly. and knowing that when you have to hustle, you can. I was mm-hmm. telling someone the other day, I was like, that is one of the perks is that when something crazy happens, because I work for myself, I mean, I have the ability to decide <laughs> I need to raise this month. I've got to work harder. I've got to do right. this, that, and the other to make more Right. Get out money. there and market the furniture differently. Right. Or, yeah. Where when you're working for a company that your paycheck is your paycheck, mm-hmm. you know, you don't really have that option. So it's true. So anyway, but it's, but yeah, you're right. It, it's, there's the ups and downs, but the, it's so worth it. The trade-off is worth it. Oh, definitely. I, yeah, I, there is no going back. Like I tried, (laughs) I don't talk about this as much, but I tried, there was, um, like we had just moved to this house and Nick, (laughs) Nick didn't, Nick didn't like the mess, you know, as most husbands, most husbands aren't expecting their garage to be just chock full of furniture and taken (laughs) over by paint. And so he was like, really, he's like, we've got a garage. It's my garage. I'm using it, you know? And the back, I didn't have the back porch because that's where I was at the old house. We didn't even have a garage. I was on the back porch in the rain, like oh, <laughs> painting, things, <laughs> painting things. Um, so he was like, yeah, I'm done. You know, I'm done. And I was like, okay, I'm done too. Like we're in the new house. So I, I quit and I sold off everything right before we moved. It helped with moving, it helped with moving expenses. It was perfect timing. I was like, I'm done. And then we got here and I was like, what do I do with myself? (laughs) What am I doing with my life? Like uh, my anxiety like skyrocketed. I I knew I needed to find something. um, And it was right back to the furniture, of course. It's like the first thing I knew. So I was like, all right, let's try this different way, you know. (laughs) So was that kind of right before you started adding the art into things? Yeah, because when I decided to go back to doing all of the fur, and I mean, the break wasn't even that long. It was like two months, you know, yeah. <laughs> like I, yeah. couldn't, I couldn't hold myself back for too long. Um, but when I went back to it, I was like, we're going to have to, I'm going to make this work. You know, it's going to be different this time and it's going to be worth it this time. Not just a bunch of junk floating around the house, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which I mean, it wasn't all junk, but you know, it was. I yeah. just had fun with it. <laughs> yeah. I no, just had fun it. with it before and then it got serious. And yeah. so it was definitely a turning point. Um, it was when I found the beach shop and started. And then um, the owner there, Michelle, she always really pushed. She was like, you need to find your, your niche mm-hmm. and you need to find that one thing that works for you. And um, I don't think she knew that I would start painting art and stuff, but <laughs> But that's yeah. how it worked out, you know, and yeah. she, she's part of the reason that I am here 
and started painting the art. I was like, all right, we're going to find this thing. Going to find this thing that, that's me. Yeah. Yes. I think that's what a lot of people struggle with when they're creative and they want to do something fun. And then it's like, okay, what, what's my thing? What's my thing? And you don't know mm -hmm. until you just sort of let go a little bit and try a few things. Right. And it's really good advice too. Yeah. Trying, trying different things, you know, like you can try one style of art and maybe that's not, maybe that's not for you or that's not your creative outlet. You know, like you have, you have your weaving and like, mm -hmm. like that's your really create, like, I love watching you do that. It is soothing and calming. And <laughs> I've watched a few of your lives. If I manage to catch them, I'll hop on. But, um, like finding that thing that works for you, it doesn't have to be the same thing that works say for me like we do completely right. different things right but mm -hmm. but it is it's your thing and it's it's something beautiful that you have to offer the world and then something that you can also teach um but yeah i think that was some of the best advice i ever got yeah. <laughs> and really pushed me towards what can we do that's different that's my own you know like stepping outside of my box uh, but something that's mine yeah absolutely i love it i love it well, before we go, we always wrap up with rapid fire questions. So, okay, hey, I'm ready. All right. First off, books or movies? I am like 50 50 torn. I do watch <laughs> movies, but um, I love a good book. I just used to read a lot more before children. <laughs> that makes perfect sense. <laughs> Different books these days, I would imagine. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. <laughs> Parenting books. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. We're a little past that. They are 12 and 7. <laughs> gotcha. So beach or mountains? Oh, my gosh. Why are you doing this so hard? Beach. It would be the beach if I was going to go. Yeah. And then um, finally, because it's fall, apple or pumpkin? Pumpkin. Mm. Gotcha. Because so, it's fall. I, I think I'm waiting for somebody to say apple. Because Are you? We have <laughs> apples all the time. Apple. Come on now. <laughs> I love apple. Maybe. We have apples all year, all year round, I think is the difference. But not because, yeah, I guess technically you can get apples all year round. You're right. I think that's why. But, that's apple, the only but fall is still apple season. It's true. It's true. I mean, my dad makes cider and stuff. I know. Exactly. <laughs> he has yeah, apple I trees. Love cider. <clears throat> love cider yeah. He is a, he has his whole, yeah, all the trees. In the rows. <laughs> orchard. So that's with, the word I was looking for. Orchard. <laughs> has an orchard. Whole, you know, the, the trees in a row. And, and when you said that, and even I was like, yeah, I don't know where you're. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible like that. I do that all the time. My brain does not like to think of words. So. <laughs> I lose words a lot. And then I'm looking at people and I'm like, you know, the thing. <laughs> right. Nick, you're supposed to know. <laughs> fill, this, fill it My in. You know what I'm always supposed yeah. to know. <laughs> If you could travel, if you could time travel to any like era in history, Ooh. which one would it be? And then the second part of that is where would, would you go in that era? I've never even thought of this before. <laughs> <laughs> what is a time? This is not rapid because I have to think. I guess it's not. I get you're right. These, these are a little these are a little more. <laughs> You have to think. I don't remember. Someone said something to me and I was like, oh, that would be a good question. Yeah. Where would you go? <laughs> to an era? Yeah. You know. Turn it around on you. 
Yeah, I know, right? I've, I've been thinking about it because I've asked it a couple of times now. And I, I feel like maybe like turn of the century kind of time period. Um, just right after, you know, the country was forming that kind mm-hmm. of time period. I think that would be really interesting to, to see and be a part of. I mean, you know, a, in some regards as a woman, you don't want to go back too far. Right. But at the <laughs> same time, I just think that it would be really interesting to watch um watch things be formed and and if it weren't gonna if I weren't gonna go back in time in the US then I would want to go back um just maybe like I don't know to the twenties or thirties. Well, no, hang on. Not wartime. Like <sighs> pre war, pre World War Two in Europe, I think would probably be pretty cool um cool. to experience. But yeah, no, I think if if I were gonna stay in the US, then maybe just like just after the war, while the country was forming, so much excitement, you know, I think that would be cool to experience. That's true. I can't even answer that question. I've, I'd have to think for a couple of days. I, I get that. I get now, that. You're gonna, now you're going to get me thinking for a couple of days. You'll, you'll have to come back and be like, yeah. okay, here's my answer. And I'll right. post it for you. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so if you could, now, if you had an hour that you could talk to anyone Currently alive. Currently alive. Currently alive. Who would it be? Gosh. These are like the hard questions that I never think about. No. Dion did this. You don't have to think about them. Sometimes sometimes there's a knee-jerk response. And then sometimes there's not. And that's okay too. Mine, mine, I'm yeah, no. Maybe not now. Not knee jerk. I don't know. I don't know who I'd want to talk to. I know um, Amy, who was on here, you know, a couple mm-hmm. weeks ago. She had said that for her, it would be a politician. You know, she would want to know what they were thinking. She didn't name who because she didn't want to be. You know, and I and I totally understand that. I'm not trying to raise anyone's hackles over anything. No, yeah. But when she said that, I thought, you know, that's that's a good one. That's certainly I, a good well, one. Well, that's what jumped to my mind. First, but I was going to say I wouldn't want to <laughs> just with everything that's going on right now. Exactly. Like to, like, yeah, take I a break. That's what my brain wants to take a break from all of that. Yeah. I'd probably have to be. So I've been thinking anyone. authors. My brain has. So after that with her, I was kind of the same way. I was like, okay, well, that's almost an obvious one for me. For anyone who has questions that wants answers, that's kind of who you would want to talk to. So then I kind of went in the other direction. I'm like, okay, well, maybe like an author that I could like talk to about like a topic. And then I'm having a hard time narrowing it down personally. (laughs) Author would be good. Author would be really good. Or an artist. I think an artist would be my top. Yeah. Like a female artist, probably. I'm just trying to think. (laughs) I know. And and there's people that have to be alive now, right? So I'm like. Yeah. No, it's totally okay. (laughs) If you think of someone, we can come back to it. Okay. This one, I don't think will take you quite as long. Um, if you, if you had, if like money were of zero consequence, time, resources, all the things, where would you travel to tomorrow? Um, I would go to Europe. Europe. <laughs> yeah. Anywhere specific we've been, in Europe or just Europe? Well, I mean, you know, we've been a few times. Um, my husband is from Bulgaria, mm-hmm. so we've gone back to visit his family. So obviously we'd have to hit that, but I'd like to go probably just all over Europe and do like a whole tour yeah. or just my own tour, you know, where I plan it all out. We go here and here and here. Um, we, 
when we when we go, we try to go to at least one other country. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so you know, we went to Greece one time. Nick's my husband's mother was working there. And so we went and stayed with her. She's living and working in Greece. And then the next time we went to Switzerland to visit one of my really close friends, Molly, um, and stayed with her and her husband's family. So I just feel like I'd like to do that, but like just really focus on the traveling part instead of, you know, because like when you're family, you're with family, which is perfect and it was awesome. But I'd like to focus on the traveling and the history and seeing, just seeing everything. Yeah, definitely. That would be cool. How about you? Well, you know, I've answered, someone's asked me before and I answered Greece and that's still true. I mean, I would still love to go to Greece. That's kind of vacation purposes though. And these days I feel like sometimes I'm like, you know what though? What if I just really wanted to just like turn off (laughs) and I'm actually, I would love to go back to Nova Scotia. So yeah, his job, Um, he travels to Canada fairly regularly and I have a friend in Nova Scotia too, who, um, was down here with her husband's job for a while. And a couple of years ago he went for work and I was able to go with him and it's just, the pace is so much slower. The Mm -hmm. beaches are beautiful. And I just, I don't know. I just loved it. And it was great for just, like I said, turning off and relaxing for a while and, Right. I would, well, I would love to, to go back and do that. <laughs> definitely. If you're just, yeah, if you didn't have to like worry about planning stuff and just, mm-hmm. just relaxing. I understand that for sure. <laughs> Cause it's, and it's beautiful. I mean, it is beautiful up there. Everything. I don't think I've so ever much nature. You would love it. You I, would I, love it. <laughs> so, you know, I went, we went cause we lived in Maine. And so I've been to like Quebec and, mm-hmm. and stuff, but we didn't really go coat like all the way to the I don't know that was really where we headed and that was it so yeah we went and then the weekend that I was up there with him because he had to stay for a couple of weeks um but the weekend that I was up there with him we actually drove the um I'm I'm gonna pronounce it wrong I think it's Cabot Trails it's C-A-B-O-T and I I feel like I pronounced it wrong but I think it's Cabot Trails and um it goes like around the peninsula uh-huh. and it's just, it's beaches. You're driving down this highway and you've got beaches and coastline and cliffs on one side. And then you've got beautiful mountains on that the sounds other. Amazing. And it's just, it, it was gorgeous. And we drove, like I said, we, we stayed a couple different places those nights because we just drove around uh-huh. and that was what we did, you know, that over the weekend basically was just drive and see it. And it was beautiful, beautiful. I- I keep seeing because we I follow that one page on Facebook, like the old houses <laughs> for the love mm-hmm. of old houses. And I keep seeing places there. And yeah, it does look beautiful. Yeah, definitely. So, <clears throat> so, yeah. All right. So do you want to revisit? Have you have you come up with any ideas since we've been talking? Do you want to revisit or do you want to be like, you know what? I'll give you an answer next time. I'll give you an answer next time. I'm going like, okay. to like do my research. Like. Fair enough. <laughs> like, I've got to answer this. I'm going to have I'm just like, well I don't know if I want to go back to like, answer. right. I don't know if I'd want to go back to like some sort of an event in history or would I want to go back to like ancient, you know, like, yeah, that's true. <laughs> like early civilizations just to see and watch. Yeah. So I guess the, you know, the question is, do I have to live in it 
or am I just right? Busy? That's what I was just thinking. I don't. I wouldn't want to get stuck there. <laughs> can I just go around and like see it? Can I just can I just be a fly on the wall? That would be great. Right, because like we were in when we were in Bulgaria and we were traveling on their subway, like their train system to this Sofia to the cap, like through the capital, and you'd get off on the subway and they have unearthed all of these ancient civilizations down there when they were digging for the subway, but they kept them. So they dug them out and they preserved them, you know, like they have, have them all corded off. So you're underneath the city looking at a city. Oh, wow. <laughs> and it's amazing. You're on these huge pavers like that have been walked on until they're smooth. You know, like you're on these stones that are just like, you can touch them and they're soft. Yeah. You're walking on these, I guess I would call them pavers, but they're just stones. And then yeah. you're looking at these old, like you can see where their homes were and yeah. how they had running water running through there. And they had like, they have hot springs in Bulgaria, a lot of hot springs. So they'd have hot water, like running through oh, wow. their floors to heat their floor. I'm like, how did, we don't That's even cool. have this cool stuff. I know, like, right? It's like, <laughs> come on, come on guys. We can get this together. We think we're so advanced, but what? I know, right? <laughs> Are we really? <laughs> <laughs> You're like, no. <laughs> yeah. Not as much as we think we are, but that's right. okay. <laughs> right. Um, well, and thank you so much. I'm all, I, I was looking at the time and I know that you've got little ones getting ready to start some schools. So I'm going to let you go, yeah. but thank you for being on here with me. I've really enjoyed thank talking for, to you. Thank you for having me. I hope, um, I hope somebody can get something out of it and. <laughs> oh, I'm sure people will get a lot out of it. I think it's just always great. trying, just trying something new is my biggest push for people is like, just try it. You know, it doesn't have to be your thing. It doesn't have to be perfect. You can try it and hate it, but <laughs> yeah, just try it. Just try it. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you, Danielle. Oh, thank you. That's all for today's episode. Thank you for joining us. Remember to check out the Makers Chat community so you can dive deeper into the conversation. You'll find the link to join in our show notes. Have a beautiful week and we will chat again soon.